isn't free, and we're so thankful for those who are willing to pay the price that we might know this incredible blessing. Leonard Sweet tells the story of a missionary. She was home in the United States on furlough, and while she was here, she was a teacher in the foreign land where she served, and so while she was here, before she went back, she wanted a few things that might enrich the teaching experience for the kids that she served overseas, and so she went to a store, and she was looking for a globe of the world so that these kids, who would probably never get much farther than their own community, they could uh, uh, learn more about the world. So she went in the store, she asked for the globe, the salesman took her to the first globe, it was really nice, you know, good size, you, all the uh, geography about it was labeled, but it still looked like the world, you know, it was, it was very well done. And she said, well, I, I really want the best one, is this, is this the best you've got? And she, he said, well, no, there's this one, and he pulled one off the shelf, and then he twisted a little switch, and the globe lit up. And then the salesman said, but of course, the lighted world costs more. The lighted world costs more. That's true of us when Jesus called us to be the light of the world. Our light never shines more brightly than when it's costing us when we're pouring out our lives for another. And because that's the challenge, we renew our memory with gratitude of what he did for us. We're only being like him when we pour out our lives for others because that's what he did for us. On the night that he gave himself up for us, Jesus took bread. And he broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat, this is my body which is broken for you, do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup. And he gave thanks to you, our Father, and he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink from this, all of you, for this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, Lord God, in remembrance of you, we do these things. We ask that you pour out your Holy Spirit on these gifts of juice and bread, that as we partake of them, Father, they will enact what they signify, that your grace would be poured out within us, that your Spirit would, in a fresh way, come upon us, that you would live in our place by invitation. Father, we ask that you bless these gifts. Your body and your blood as they are symbolized, bless us as your body. Inhabited by your spirit, Lord, live through us, we pray. Forgive us of our sins. Fill us with your love for the world for which you died and which your spirit always serves. In Jesus' name we pray, even as he taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. In your bulletins this morning, if you'll open those up, there's a uh, pledge card. Our Pledge Sunday is still about three weeks away. Um, but each week, I just wanted to point out something. Uh, there's a lot of stuff packed into this pledge card, and each bit of it, I think, is important. Uh, first of all, at the top, it says, In 2022, in gratitude and trust, in developing as Christ's disciple, I will... And there are five different areas of, of uh, devotion as disciples and practices as disciples that we commit ourselves to whenever we join the church. You've heard the question that is asked, will you support the church with your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? And therefore, the practices that we include as disciples are, are those that we will worship regularly, fellowship faithfully, give generously, serve effectively, and witness fruitfully. And... Note at the top, the motivation behind that, the heart with which we give it, is in gratitude and in trust. In gratitude, we look back. Why do Christians give? They give because God always outgives us. We, we give because of gratitude for all that Christ has done for us, both spiritually and practically. If you want to get blessed sometime, just start trying to write down all your blessings and see if you get to the end of that list. We give in gratitude for what Christ and God has done for us, both as a people and individually as persons. Out of gratitude, we give. It troubles me sometimes when uh, people set up Christian giving as a way to kind of cash in with heaven. You know, like, like God's a slot machine and you give in order to get. No, we give because of gratitude. Uh, and we give in trust. We don't only give looking back, we give looking forward. We look forward trusting God to provide for us that which we've pledged to give. And, and so our pledge makes us one that's trusting God if we're giving sacrificially uh, going forward. It makes us one that trusts that if we invest in this church that we are investing in the work of His kingdom that he can do more with the dollars that we give than, than we can. This last week, I was blessed by uh, Katrina Jones' testimony. Weren't you? She sang Amazing Grace. She was baptized with her kids, and that was because people in our church had reached out to her and been Christ to her. The Garcias uh, had taken in her kids. Now, I don't know of any one of you that I could ask that, but when you're full of gratitude and you're led by the spirit you'll do things that some of the rest of us would go wow not sure i could pull that off and so they invited the kids into their home of course there wasn't enough beds and so your provident fund helped buy some mattresses you were all a part of that i love as a pastor being so equipped by your giving that whenever a need of the lord shows up it's done it's taken care of we're already poised to be people who pour into other people's lives. And because God uses you that way, testimonies like Katrina's come to light. 
Many may never choose Christ, but we plant seeds in people's lives all the time by the way that you live throughout the week and by the way we empower our church to be responsive. So as you consider your giving for next year, we'll turn in these cards on the 21st. Note that at the top, in 2022, in gratitude, in trust, in developing as Christ's disciple. We'll take that one on next week as we consider our giving in 2022.